Hello and welcome to Dear Adam Silver. My name is Abigail Smithson and as always, I am your host. Today's guest is my dear friend and collaborator, Glauco Adorno. Glauco and I met in graduate school at Louisiana State University and have since formed an art collective together called No Look Pass. Glauco is a curator and is now based in Rio de Janeiro and works at a photography gallery called Abapira. We were just recently in Konas, Lithuania together for five weeks as artists and residents at the Konas Photography Gallery. During our time there, we were researching and making art about Senda Berenson, a physical education instructor who was very influential in developing women's basketball. Glauco is not a basketball fan in a traditional sense, and we had very different experiences during our time in Lithuania. I feel like I've gotten to share a lot about my experience on the podcast, and I really wanted to have... Glauco on to discuss some of his thoughts and perspectives on our time there. So I hope you enjoyed this and please subscribe, rate, and review, share. Any little bit helps the podcast get out there. Thank you so much. For all my Tucson listeners, I know we all love and appreciate Bookman's. Bookman's is a wonderful source in the community for culture and knowledge. Besides being an entertainment exchange that has shelves stocked with items sold or traded by people who live right here in Tucson, Bookman's also holds weekly events for children, teens, and adults. When I first moved to Tucson, Bookman's was one of the first stores I went to, and the fact that I can walk there from my house makes the sponsorship very special. For those of you outside of Tucson, I encourage you to shop local wherever you are, especially at used bookstores. Take advantage of all that they offer and give them your support and business. For more information, please visit www.bookmans.com. And remember, Bookmans has cool covered. So I wanted to have you on the podcast uh, because I think that I've had the chance since I've been back from Lithuania and back from our extended travels and work Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. share some of my thoughts and feelings and uh, experiences from that time. And I just thought as um, collaborators, it would be great if you could also share your experience uh, as um, as of whatever you, you know, got to, which, whatever you ended up like, I think now we've had some distance, some space, a little bit more time yeah. um, from the trip. And I'm just curious about how you feel about it. And especially because it was sort of the the project was so heavy on on my um, interests and wondering how how you experienced it as a as a sort of non not someone who's against basketball but just as a non fan <laughs> uh, non active yeah. fan and yeah just how you're feeling about it so so wherever you want to start okay um, I think that as you say it took. It takes it always takes a while for you to like for things to sink in and this is a really good time to sort of look back and 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 think about what we've done and how it was and everything um absolutely for me uh, obviously it was a great experience and it was so uh, enriching and i learned so much about basketball about the world about myself about you um and it's really wonderful to be able to go through that. Um, thinking about it from the perspective of a non-fan, 
um, is really important too. I think that I did, I do now have like a, a different look towards sports in general. Um, and, um, I, I, I think I owe a lot of that to the, to the, to the trip, to the residency. How did you feel about sports before the residency? Well, I think um, my feeling towards sports is not uncommon in the art world. Uh, <laughs> it's normal that like um, it's very common that these the people who are into arts are not into sports. As far as I am, you know, it, it, that's obviously in my experience. I'm not sure if this is true, but if, you know. It, it kind of feels like a stereotype that is sort of like mm-hmm. common and I'm, I wasn't different. I think I always, I was always interested in sports and um, kind of, but from a distance and um, uh, yeah, like I, I also feel, I always felt growing up coming from a place where um soccer is such a big deal um and it's so linked to the idea of being a man uh, the idea of masculinity um i feel like i had my hang-ups from you know my maybe my traumas from high school or whatever like i, I always brought that to the world of sport and uh, the trip was really good because it was a great exercise in examining um, sports as a cultural phenomenon. And because it was a place that was very far away in Lithuania and because it was a sport to which I didn't have a lot um, of experience before. I mean, I did play uh, when I was in school and everything, uh, basketball that is. Um, but because of those two things, I felt like, um, it, it afforded me a very good distance. Um, and and that I could really look, I could really look, uh, at this phenomena without like feeling too, um, passionate myself. And that, I think that that kind of affords you a, a, um, a different, uh, you know, um, uh, critical, um, way of looking into, into anything. So it was very good for me, I think. Uh, to come with that uh, uh, critical view and to have this sort of distance um, emotionally and obviously physically because Lithuania is, you know, another another world. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, and uh, I think I think that's it. I think um, it, it, that's that's what it is. Like now, I feel after this trip, I feel like I am able to look at uh, you know uh, more. Um, I have more tools to look at sports as cultural phenomena and also to think of sports as, 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 as allowing um, of, uh, of the difference too. Like, I feel like I, I, I'm always, I was always thinking, Oh, I can't, I don't like sports and I can't participate in sports because of who I am and because of, you know, whatever, because I don't fit this mold of what a fan is. And I feel this experience of um, going through um, with this residency really, really opened up what it means to like sports and what it means to uh, pay attention and what it means to look at it, you know? Yeah. Do you think actually watching games is something like watching a basketball game is something that you actually 
like more now or is that you enjoy it more now because you are connecting it to all these other all this other information you have um sure yeah i think i think it's it's a different experience in general um i do still feel like it's hard to like um any sport really like you know because of the way that we well okay let me answer the question first (laughs) i think (laughs) yes i do you know whenever i i look at a uh a basketball game now I, I i relate to my experience and i feel that are you know different ways of looking into you know this this thing and you know like i don't feel bad because i don't know this or that or whatever so like i i i it's much easier for me and much more enjoyable for me to watch basketball for what it is which is just like entertainment right is you know like when you when you look um i mean from i mean from the visual sort of like thing of course it's a very rich and, and and complex uh cultural phenomenon but you know it, it's okay to look at it because you like it and you know you don't have to know this or that or be that kind of person or this kind of person to be able to enjoy it um so yeah I, having said that i i really feel like one of the things that i notice is how uh here in brazil and in the u.s as well i've noticed that there is there is a, a a culture around the sport that um, that sort of can limit the way you interact with it, and it, so you have to, like sometimes it feels like you have to know a lot to be able to to enjoy it, and uh, you you know that th- there's this discussion of being a casual, like a casual watcher, a casual mm-hmm. um, you know a casual fan, and there is for some reason there is there is um, there is a lot of stereo bad stereotypes um, related to that. So like it's almost like in order to be able to watch something, you have to be a follower, you have to be dedicated, you have to understand trends and, and have to, you know, know the rosters and you have to like, uh, you know, follow the, 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 the trades and, and who is playing for this team or that team. You can tell, that I'm not very good with the language <laughs> around sports, but that's okay. Like the, the only thing that I find I, I, I've noticed, you know, since I came back, um, I've noticed how um, there is a bit of a, yeah, this pressure to, 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 to be sort of nerdy about facts and figures mm-hmm. um, in, in, in fandom. And you're sort of not respected if you don't understand certain things. Um, and uh yeah i i i i'm not saying this is a good good or bad i'm just saying this is something i've noticed more actually since i came back and i think that you did have some concern before we got to lithuania that if you didn't know all about the history of basketball or the history of basketball in lithuania or the current state of basketball that you might face some judgment from people yeah. there and did you how did that actually end up working itself out uh, while we were there, did you feel that you could so, that it was sort of supported or accepted that you were approaching basketball from this different place, or how did that work out? Um, it was a very uh, particular cir- particular set of circumstances that I was in, and I feel like because I was a foreigner and because I was in a different place and because I was from a different place, 
there were less expectations of how or what I should I should know and what you know what what kinds of things when people wanted uh, something from me they wanted me to know about soccer or they wanted me to understand how whatever you know so like the, the set there was a different set of expectations i find i don't know what it feels to be a lithuanian man that doesn't enjoy basketball um so that's 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 something that um i i, I did have um sort of some experience with that and i and you know that this was part of our um a part of the the, the the thing one of the things that I did was asking men who don't like basketball to tell me about basketball mm -hmm. um and but I I don't think I I felt like that like what they feel um when I was there because my status as a foreigner sort of afforded me this you know this lack of expectations yeah um and um you know in taking these expectations out i found that most people were very kind and very sort of accommodating and you know eager to listen to my story of who i was and where i was from and i did not feel judgment for being uh for not being into basketball at all um and i i yeah, I thought I thought there was a plus. I, I feel like I was worried about it and I I didn't feel any sort of animosity because because I wasn't into basketball or because I didn't know the rules or because I didn't, you know, because I feel like one of the things that we have uh, experienced together there is this idea of just getting into something, sort of like falling into something and sort of getting into it. So, for example, our experience of watching the basketball uh, World Cup mm -hmm. at the bar with a bunch of Lithuanians. Um, you know, it, it took me two seconds to be, you know, really excited about Lithuania and sort of cheer along with everybody else. And I feel like people respect that. I mean, like I was sort of allowing myself to put myself into, into this Lithuanian, you know, uh, national team sort of support fan group. and um i i did not feel any animosity towards me because of that everybody was happy to you know chant along and yeah. and cheer along <laughs> so i mean that's that's something that i feel put me at ease at the beginning already because i feel like more than more than you know knowing facts and figures and kind of like competing to know who knows you know competing to see who knows more about whatever or being nerdy about it I find that the experience of cheering is much more visceral and much more, um, you know, it's much more of a feeling issue than it is like about a knowing issue or a thinking issue. You're just there and you're just cheering with people and you're hoping for the best and and you get happy when something goes good and you get sad when something goes bad. And that's that's, you know, it's not very complicated. Yeah, I think that's that's uh very true and it just feels like one other thing that you're experiencing um there and and i think that also uh again that goes back to sort of this privilege of being a foreigner in a sense is that you're just a part of this 
atmosphere for a day and it's not something that you do all the time and so it, you enjoy it kind of from a different perspective rather than it being like oh I have to go watch another basketball game if you're someone that's not interested in it you know yeah exactly yeah yeah it didn't feel it did not feel like a like a chore or some kind of like oh this is work and it's tiring and it's boring or anything like that it's very easy to get into the 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 motions of you know joining with people and you know cheering and you know being happy because something you want to happen is happening <laughs> right so. and i think that for for myself and i'm sure other people experience this but sometimes i don't enjoy watching sports that i don't know the rules for yeah um yes. so learning the rules even though it's boring and some of them are complicated and don't necessarily make that much sense it can feel like it's just understanding why a certain a whistle is being blown or a certain thing is occurring can or why you know a player is so upset or a coach is so upset or what the problem is can really allow for uh more enjoyment actually just by knowing like a few different rules that can it can open it up a bit absolutely i feel like it's about expectations and it's about you, you know you, you understand why other people are angry or why other people are happy and you know um one thing that I find it's very interesting as well, when you get into a new sport, you're not really sure of what is um, possible or what is normal. This is like, you know, the context of uh, a game. In the context of a game, you sort of know, for example, what score is a good score for, um, for uh, say, like, you know, if you're thinking about basketball, for an NBA game, like a run-of-the-mill average sort of NBA game, you you know what what number you're thinking about when you think about scores if someone scores like double that number then you know which is a you know doesn't happen but you know like not knowing the rules also not being familiar with the sport also means to not understand when someone did something really impressive right you know yes um, and uh i think that changes things too because you, you, you yeah you you it depends on uh, what's normal and what's you know what 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 conventionally happens in that moment or that conventionally happens in you know over the course of a game, um, and yeah, that 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 demands some knowledge too. But um, I find I find you know in my experience in Lithuania, I find um, that everybody was very open and sort of really. Not not that judgy, really, uh, of who I was or how much I knew. And my impression in general is that everybody was happy to take me on board and just kind of like roll with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I have two things to say about that. And one is that I feel like because... Um, well, first of all, you were much better at pronouncing the names of basketball players in Lithuania than I was. <laughs> so in that sense, I felt like like you could remember things that I couldn't remember about the pronunciation of the names and, and then say them. And it sounded like you'd been saying them for years, even though we just heard, heard of them for the first time like 15 minutes ago. So I think there's like this other awareness that you brought, I felt, to, um, to the discussions and 
as well as when we were at the actual basketball game where those the two Lithuanian teams were playing each other, um, and we got to sit courtside, which was so exciting. You were the yes. one that was like, "Oh, this team! One of the teams was sponsored by a local dairy uh, company," which I never would have. I wasn't paying attention to their jerseys. I was I was like thinking about the game or like who I recognized yeah. from the World Cup or whatever it was. And you, yeah. were, you were looking at these <laughs> other details, which are actually very informative when you think about uh, sports as as a part of our culture and how it kind of weaves into these other these other parts of life. And yeah. so I think that that has some real value in it to not be like to not be paying attention to the stats or to uh, get, get so excited about like the the more sort of regular parts of the game but to think about just notice other things yeah yeah for sure i find that i find that this is has to do with this idea of just be having this distance right being like that more of a less of a involved uh look at something and 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 that that allows you to have a sort of a different perspective on on certain parts of it um that a person who is more um involved with it necessarily wouldn't 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 think about or wouldn't care that much about so it's 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 i find it's interesting that we had sort of dynamic between the two of us uh while we were there i think it was very um positive can i can i ask you a question yeah <laughs> um i would i'm curious to know uh if your experience of basketball or your um, understanding of basketball, uh, obviously growing up watching basketball games and being a fan all your life, I wonder if Lithuania changed something um, when it comes to basketball to you. Like, what, did the experience um, change the way you approached the game in any way? That's interesting. I think that what it has changed um, in and this is something I just realized in the past few weeks. Um, one of the things I recognize is that I like the idea of making art about basketball that you don't necessarily by looking at it know it has anything to do with basketball. Okay. So I feel like we were able to accomplish that with the work that we produced there. Yes. It, it had so much to do with basketball, but at the same time, there was other... There are other layers there, and visually, it was not it was not obvious. Yes. So I think that the trip there really made me want to find basketball, even though basketball is so built into that to that place and such a part of the culture there. The trip made me want to find basketball in places where it's like less obvious or create responses to basketball that are not as obvious um so i think that that's that it that is something that uh i i've thought about more um it certainly made me more curious about how this one thing this one sport with there's maybe some different slightly different rules or things like that depending on where you play but this one sport can exist very differently in many places uh, so it takes on a different Absolutely. meaning or a different role and so I think that that has made me open my 
mind a little bit more to the different ways that you can sort of experience it or try to or what it mm-hmm. means to different places and how knowing that this one thing can take on several different uh, meanings or and carry all this different weight felt important. I think I'm watching it the same when I watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm very much more aware of it as a global sport and how uh, I just like am more sensitive to to players that come from uh, countries outside of the United States. Yeah. And what their experience must be like. Just like when we were at the game in Lithuania and the majority of the team, I could not pronounce any of their last names that were on the backs of their jerseys. And then there was one guy whose last name was Thompson. And I was like, oh, he must be from somewhere else. And it was like, he's from the United States or something like that. And I um, I think that that, it, I mean, of course, I knew it was a global phenomenon before all of this happened. It just, it made me think more about the experience of the of the players uh, when when they're playing in a different place. Yeah, I, f- I find something in- interesting that you said about uh, the idea of like being a global phenomenon and the idea that, you know, there are different ways or different weights that basketball has. And I definitely felt that, too, because I am from a place where basketball has a certain weight as well. And, you know, if you compare it to the U.S., it's different. And then we went to Lithuania and it's different again. And then that kind of makes you start thinking about how many different weights how many different um of uh context basketball lives and what you know how it sort of it's sort of this um if you pardon my slightly poetic language it's sort of this empty it's what <laughs> you know, sorry it's you cut of, out for a, a little it, bit um it's sort of it's sort of an empty mm-hmm. um it's sort of a, 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 a an empty space in which other forces play Yes. So, like the sport itself, um, it, it, it's it, it's 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 physical action, but it's it, it has this capacity to be imbued with politics and 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 you know gender issues and and social issues and and nationality issues and all these other things that sort of kind of uh, fill that those those spaces that are opened by it. So, like I don't want to say like a like these things are sort of foreign, you know, like they're not supposed to be there, but I I really feel like basketball kind of opens this space that is filled Mm. by our, you know, like it feels it's filled by our anxieties and our political struggles and our issues and the things that we care about and the things that we, you know, uh, are worried about. Um, So I find it's interesting to think about um, obviously uh, basketball primarily, but, every other sport too and how um around the world these there are so many others probably so many other stories related to that you know like so many other ways in which uh sports can mean something beyond just a game you know quote unquote so um i, I was very fascinated by this idea um and um i yeah I, I think I, I want to explore it more. Yeah, I think that I think that you're you're absolutely right. And I think also as much as 
I wanted to believe that I understood how basketball existed in Lithuania before going there, and I knew why it was important. It still was just so incredible to learn about the history of the game and how it became this this way to show your uh, anger and frustration towards, in, in their case, it was the the Soviet occupation. They were able to root against... Uh, the Moscow team when the when the um, Konis team was playing the Moscow team, it was the time that uh, Lithuanians were able to show their aggression and their anger towards Moscow. <laughs> um, and, yep. and so that was a really important realization that it, it meant more. Um, and it means more in the United States, but it, I think it means more for different reasons. Um, so yeah, it just it is fascinating in that way that it kind of uh, morphs and takes on different value depending on where where it exists. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I um, I also wanted to ask you if there are particular points throughout the trip where you thought to yourself, "This is more than just a game." And that can, I mean, for me, that also, for me, that's when we were making cyanotypes in the middle of the square in Butramonis. Like, it doesn't have to do with actually physically a, a being around the game. It has to do with what we've done in response to it. Yeah. So if there were moments for that, like you, for, for, for you like that, where you thought. Um, I, yeah. I have several moments. I don't think I can choose one, uh specific one but one of the things that i loved was one of the experience that i found that was very interesting was the idea of listening to people who weren't necessarily into basketball identifying basketball as this very important thing for lithuania so i had this conversation with uh, a person that hosted me for my first day actually when I was in Vilnius and he was not into sports at all and uh, he was a Lithuanian man and he uh, kept saying how uh, basketball was important for the history and telling me the whole story as you just mentioned the idea that basketball became sort of a proxy for uh, resisting uh, mm -hmm. the Soviet occupation and how uh, Arvida Sabonis was, you know, the, the closest one has to a national hero because he was just so good. And he was the one that sort of uh, provided Lithuania with this experience. Um, so to hear him, who was not into sports at all, be able to sort of uh, elucidate that re that relationship to me, uh, as part of discussing Lithuania and telling me Lithuania and sort of presenting Lithuania um, to a to a visitor to a foreigner, right. I found that, that I found that level of sort of um, uh, insight about you know one's own own culture very fascinating. I I don't know if I um, I would ha I would I didn't think that people would were able to sort of so easily tell me about that even people who aren't into the sport you know I would be hard pressed to find here in Brazil and that's not a criticism to Brazil at all but I, I, I here um, in Brazil I would find hard to find someone 
who is not into soccer but like has something good to tell me about soccer mm-hmm. yes <laughs> um and uh i mean uh, I, obviously i say that a, a little bit facetiously but um uh, i find that the relationship that i that i had being a non-sports fan um leaving brazil you know and and, and arriving in lithuania and talking to someone who was not a sports fan either and obviously he had a lot of you know criticisms um about basketball but this idea that even someone who doesn't like the sport is able to tell me the significance of the sport you know beyond the game i find that fa- i found that fascinating and that was my first day this this experience kept happening like you know i kept listening to people who weren't into basketball tell me what you know why basketball was important for lithuanians and i find that um quite interesting to be honest like really really uh powerful yes and i think that that there is this um that could come from this perspective that there that sports history and sports knowledge is just history of that place and knowledge of that place so exactly. i think that you know when we have um TV channels and podcasts and radio shows that it's just sports talk and it's just sports and this is where you go just for sports. I think there must be some value in that. I mean, surely there is like a ton of financial value in that. Um, (laughs) But this idea that sports is, is connected to the rest of our existence and through sports we can, we're also learning about for example, Lithuanian history and the relationship between Lithuania and Russia and all of these things. So I think that there, even if you don't like watching the game, there is value in, in, in knowing them. And I think that that could be true even of sports that I'm not, you know, I don't enjoy watching golf necessarily. That's not, you know, the, the game that gets my heart racing, um, but I yeah. think that that also I there. I'm sure there are places that I could learn more deeply about by learning about how golf exists there. And exactly. uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think it's that is interesting, and and I think that it, you can write off sports if you don't like watching the games. And I just don't know if that is. Um, and I think this goes for other sort of. You know, if you don't want to go to a museum or something like that, I think there's other things that get written off really easily if there's if you're not experiencing it in this one way, like other cultural entities where you're like, oh, I don't want to do it this way or take it in this way. And so it's not enjoyable or doesn't have value for me. And I still think that there's ways there has to be other ways to to make connections that have that have value and give you sort of a deeper knowledge of of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, we grow up understanding history as a series of accomplishments of men and a series of, of, of conflicts, you know, be at wars or revolutions or whatever. And um, this model of history is sort of passed down and sort of seeps into how we understand the place. Um, and so when I ask about Lithuanian history, someone tells me, um, there was this king and that king and then this president and that president and then the, the occupation and then the revolution and then all of those things. I'm okay with it. But um, 
to understand like that very important game or that very important other cultural phenomenon, that that very important date where, you know, this other thing happened mm-hmm. that touched everybody, you know, um, in the same way uh, uh, an important day as a war or whatever could have touched everybody. So, um, yeah, this idea that these things matter and they are part of the story. And if you relegate them to mere entertainment or creativity, like creative outlet, you know, um, you're not you're not doing the real story justice yeah it's it's all of it um yeah. really and what were some other what about the art making experience for you um arriving in this new place and just uh adapting um researching and then trying to respond to the the place immediately through art i feel like since you come from a a research reading and writing background as far as studying art history that maybe if you had taken this trip you might not have had the same turnaround in production time that because of what we were doing when we were trying to make something visual we had to do it while we were there and of course yeah that's still growing and as we hopefully go back and 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 learn more that work is very much alive it's not over but we have we have visual responses that we were made while we were there which happened very fast i would say and we actually did exactly what we said we were going to do which is so crazy so um yes please explain your perspective on that Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm, um, I, I think like it needs to be said for, you know, for the record that obviously I am not trained as an artist. And although one could argue that, um, there is a, a, a recent sort of like erasure or sort of a, a bit of a foggy kind of, um, uh, division between what a curator is and what an artist is these days. Um, I definitely did not have this experience of, of, of making art on, you know, on a sort of like an intensive uh, level before. And I am very thankful, obviously, to you and your expertise. I think it was a... It okay, was a, let's not say expertise. Effort. Do not say expertise. <laughs> <laughs> um, my base knowledge. <laughs> your base knowledge. That's fine. Um, I, I definitely was sort of, obviously, you know, I, I think I, I feel like I can be honest. We're among friends. Uh, uh, I was I was fairly intimidated because of my lack of experience, you know, in, 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 in even in producing visual uh, work as, as, you know, in opposition to writing about it after it's completed and mm-hmm. done. And I had a lot of time to think about it. Um, so I, I, I initially started with the idea that I would go and that, that would make the work, uh, with you. And I would write about the work while it was being made sort of like a sort of very edgy curatorial experience, <laughs> you know, like, uh, art criticism on like live on yeah. the, on the man. <laughs> and I, I find my, I found myself just really being terrible at this job because, um, one, obviously, a lot of the energy that uh, I had was directed 
into the making of the work and you know you have to think about hiring cars and buying you know getting materials and, mm-hmm. and thinking about concepts and you know like this is this is this is a lot of work and processing itself. the uh cyanotypes in the shower i mean it was just exactly <laughs> the list was endless <laughs> the list was endless so uh, there wasn't a lot of time for criticism so i feel like for me for me uh Lesson number one is you have to be very familiar with this in order to write about art. And that's maybe a, I don't know who is interested in that, but like in order to write about art, you have to be very familiar with it, but you have to have a distance from it. And I feel like this is something I didn't understand before this experience. I, it's impossible to make art and, and, and think critically about it because you're just making more art, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're, if I'm if I'm doing all this research and I and I will start writing about you know the experience of doing this research and understanding everything we were doing through art, um, sorry, through writing, that's also part of the work. Like it's not something separate from it. So uh, I feel like the whole you know, depending on how you think about it, you know, the whole sort of experience was you know very much weaved into the idea of the work we were making and um yes so i found that that experience to be quite i learned a lot about what art is and how it gets made from like the beginning to the end yeah i Um, think oh sorry yeah i was just gonna chime in and say that i had um i also felt that i learned a lot about how to explain an idea before it's real before there's a visual to go along with it because I think when we're working together and I had an idea and in my head that idea was so clear and I was like this makes so much sense and then I'd say it out yeah. loud to you and you'd be like yeah sounds good and then we'd do it and, it and it would come out a certain way and you're like whoa I didn't realize that that was gonna happen and I was like oh <laughs> it's so hard to explain your ideas before they're realized in any sense so I think that normally when I've been when I have those ideas I don't have to sort of say out loud and find a way to describe them in a really coherent way because it's already coherent in my head so I think that that was a good practice for me to realize yeah I mean this is as far as collaborating goes I think collaboration through I mean pretty much on anything is probably pretty tricky and requires a lot of sort of care and patience um, yes. Not and not to say. I think it's always. Hopefully, we'll have many more projects together, and we're probably always going to hit bumps and have miscommunications. It's just this idea of. Do we want to make things together? Whatever those things are, do we want to be side by side? through this process and I think that I really this could get awkward depending on how you respond because we're recording this but I really do want that I mean I want to make my own I want to make my own stuff too and have independent projects but I also love this idea that I I really enjoyed being in Lithuania with you and experiencing some of the the wild things we saw or the situations we created for ourselves, even just the act of applying to that residency together and then five months later or six months later going to Lithuania, it was like, how yeah. did we how did we build this together? And so fast, you know, and that was exhilarating and I I, I want more of that. Oh, absolutely. I feel the same. I feel like, you know, you know, I, I, with the, with the skills that I brought to the table, I, I learned so much and I felt like I left so much, um, 
um, uh, sort of of my preconceived notions of what uh, Lithuania was and yes. what like Eastern Europe was, but also of what art making is and what um, um, uh, collaborating is. And and I find that um, I, I found the same thing. I find that the idea of just being there and having space and, you know, especially it feels a little bit like Lost in Translation and that film that, you know, you're sort of in this strange land and the only thing you have is each other. And like out of that sort of grows a response. Um, um, and I, I found that, uh, you know, I found it amazing um, as, a, as an experience and I am very, very proud of the result. Um, yeah. And, and I learned a lot. I mean, I, I find that, you know, just just being able to kind of research respond create create work you know as a response to something um um is is i think my favorite way of of, of going about uh creating mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I, that's something I've, i discovered in in lithuania because we were so sort of immersed in this story and this idea and we were so dedicated to understanding something and also obviously really worried about that coming across as you you know as as you know uh, you know we were foreigners trying to be respectful but also like trying to learn as much as we could and i I think we did um i'm proud of what we we made and i yes i definitely want more (laughs) yeah i'm also i'm i'm proud of the experience i think like the art hopefully that we made will will push uh, give us opportunities in the future, push us forward, all of that. But I'm just, I'm very proud of of how we existed there, if that makes sense. Um, and I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely ready to go back. And I think that also is so interesting because, and I don't know if I would have had the capacity for this like a few years ago, because I think... Um, when there's like a lack, like I'm just thinking about when we were at the basketball game, and um, our friend we were there with that that brought us to the game mentioned like, oh yeah, I don't really think about women's basketball that often. So we were at a men's basketball game, and he just mentioned that when we brought up our project, he was like, oh, women's basketball, I don't think about that. And this is someone who has played basketball uh, in a very um, serious way, and the fact that women's basketball was just not on his radar. So even thinking of that is not a reason to not make the work or research Senda Berenson or respond to the story a bit Senda Berenson, but just as a data point to how how yeah. women's basketball, how basketball lives and what it means. And like you were saying, there's all this, it's always imbued with, with gender issues, of course. Um, and so I think that that was just an interesting touch point where I think at certain points in my career as an artist I might have said like oh that means that there's nothing here or that's but but now it's like a, it's a research point just like when people did know who Senda Berenson was and were interested in her story all of these perspectives have value and are important yeah. to gather without some kind of what's right or what's wrong yeah for sure absolutely yeah so I'm glad that it it worked out, and I hope um, moving forward you will. Uh, there'll be like stories and things that you want to research that I'm brought into, where I'm like, "Whoa, I didn't <laughs> think about this before," and uh, yeah. it has a lot of value because 
uh, it's new to me and and I'm I'm learning about it through through you so yeah yeah thanks so much for coming on today I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts about our trip and of course I've just been sitting with my own thoughts for the past couple months and it feels so good to sort of reflect and hear how you experienced that because we came to it from two very different places absolutely always a pleasure great we'll talk soon Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.